If you are interested in doing one-on-one online Ayurvedic consultation with me, please find the details in the show notes of this podcast or do visit www.vigneshdevraj.com. Om Gurur Brahma Gurur Vishnu Gurur Devo Maheshwaraha Gurur Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Om Sahana Vavatu Sahanao Bunatu Sahaviryam Karavavahai Tejas Vinavati Tamastuma Vidvishavahai Om Shanti 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 a very warm welcome to all of you to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond webinar. And today the topic that we're going to discuss about is the Ayurvedic approach to sleep. Now, according to Ayurveda, there is a concept called as Trayopastampa. The word Trayopastampa means the three pillars. And in Ayurveda, there is a textbook called as Charaka Samhita. In it, it is mentioned the three pillars for fantastic vitality and longevity. It says that as long as a human being is able to have these three foundations in a good way, their ability to live long with good vitality is very high. See, nobody wants to live long if their vitality is not there. We don't want to live long if we are sick. That's why some people say, when you ask them, uh, do you want to live long? They say, why do you want to live so long? Because they don't have a hope that they're going to be full of vitality and good health in their old age. In fact, the purpose of Ayurveda, how can we have our best health and vitality even when we are old? And that is what we all should aspire for. One of the things that we have to aspire for. So in Ayurveda, the first foundation for a fantastic longevity and vitality is the word called as Nidra. The word Nidra literally means to sleep, to recover, to rest. And also, to to some extent, it also means to cut down from all distractions. It is like we could also say when we put a a phone on a flight mode, we could say that phone is on a nidra. The same way, our body needs to learn. I mean, we don't have to learn. I mean, our body already knows what it means to relax and rest. But in today's world where our cognitive perception is over the roof, when we have access to so much of information that we never had few decades before, We are living in a time when people have to relearn what it means to relax. So this ability to relax is going to be one of the greatest talent of the health. And also, it is also going to decide how healthy you will be in the future. Because today, many people don't know what it means to relax, what it means to rest. Many people misunderstand relaxing means freedom to do what I want, or scrolling through the screen, or just being entertained. Entertainment and relaxation is a two different thing. Relaxation is when you are completely devoid of any mental activities that is keeping you high. Even though some people say, when I draw, I feel relaxed or when I am creative, when I'm indulging in something creative, I feel relaxed. That's a different kind of thing. That just means that their mind chatter is coming to a still. But relaxing is much deeper than that. Your mind chatter is not there. Your muscles are relaxed. Your heartbeat is fantastic. Your body comes to a, you know, there is a word called basal metabolic rate, which means only the bare minimum energy that is required 
to keep your body functioning. Apart from that, all the other activities in your body which are not required, which are not, uh, in, in a, uh, you know, it is not at all required, those things come to a not required standpoint. So, Nidra is a concept where our nervous system is relaxing, our muscles are relaxing, our body and mind it is also being relaxed. Now, that is why it is mentioned Nidra is the first step of uh, Nidra is the first step of fantastic vitality and longevity. Now, let us uh, also look into some of the Ayurvedic concepts, which talks about there is this disease mentioned in Ayurveda called as Vata Rectum. Vata Rectum is one of the last few diseases mentioned in a book called as Ashtanga Hridayam in Ayurveda. Now, Vata Rectum has a combination of all the autoimmune disorders that we see today. Autoimmune disorders, it includes uh, you know, even multiple sclerosis, arthritis, um, even osteoporosis. All of these autoimmune disorders, we put in a word called as Vata Rectum, where Vata, as we all know, it is a dosha where the element of wind and space is put together. And it is also the energy that is ruling our nervous system. All the movement in our body is because of Vata. When the Vata goes up, that is when a person says, I am getting excited or I am being anxious or I am being restless, I am not, be, I'm not uh, able to be stable. So this inability to stay relaxed is when our vata goes up. And the word is rekta, vata rekta. And rekta is a kind of another word for, it's a synonym also for pitta. Pitta is also the word for fire. So it is like a forest fire, you know, when the fire is also high and then there is wind, our body goes on a rampage. We are not able to understand what is happening in our system. So, one of the causes for such a disease called Vata Rectum, the first criteria or the first cause that is mentioned in Ayurveda is late night, when you are awake at night. When you stay awake at night, that is considered to be the first cause of Vata Rectum. And also, apart from being awake late at night, also the concept of unhealthy eating, also late at night. Unhealthy eating any time of the day, combined with late night binging or late night unhealthy eating and late night being awake, when these two things cause together, I mean combined together, it leads to a development of a disease called as Vata Rectum. And in Ayurveda, you know, there is a chapter called as Dhinacharya. The word Dhinacharya means, Dhina means day and Charya means rituals. So the, the first chapter of Ashtanga Hridayam, after they talk about the introduction of Ayurveda, the very first chapter is called as Dhinacharya, which talks about the rituals that will help you keep long, I mean, live long and also with vitality. Just like in the book Charaka Samhita, they talk about Trayobostamba. In Ashtanga Hridayam, another book, um, it talks about Dhinacharya. In Dhinacharya, it is mentioned when a person is having a routine of waking up early in the morning before the sunrise and also a word called Brahma Muhurta, that person will, it is, it has to be a must. It is not like an option. It says that if you desire longevity and vitality, then waking up at the time of Brahma Muhurta is a non-negotiable. It does not give you an option. Maybe you can wake up late. It says it is a must. If you translate the Sanskrit word, that is how it sounds like. So, we have to explore why waking up early in the morning is so important for longevity and why staying up awake late at night is creating a lot of autoimmune disorders and also metabolic disorders. 
Now, late night staying awake. First of all, our human body is not designed to stay late at night. Even though we do have people saying, I am a night owl. My energy is best at night. I feel so alert at night. My energy and my creativity is best at night, not in the morning. In fact, when you ask such people, why do you think you are so uh, productive at night and not during the daytime or morning? Some people say it's because uh, during late night, I feel nobody is there to disturb me. So I trained myself to be active at night. And we have to uh, understand certain aspects of endocrinology, which is the science of how the hormones in our body are released. Now, in Ayurveda, we have three time zones in a day. Like there is a time for Vata, there is a time for Pitta, and there is a time for Kapha. Now, morning time between 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. is considered to be the time of Kapha. And the same 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. in the evening is also considered to be the time of kapha. Now, after 10 a.m. till 1 a, till 2 p.m. is the time of pitta. And from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. is again the time of vata. So, it's like kapha, pitta, vata. And again, we go to kapha, pitta and vata. So, in the morning when you get up at the time after 6 o'clock, that is the time of kapha. But if you wake up at the time of kapha, the possibility of you being tired throughout the day, the kapha being high in your body is highly likely. But if you get up at the time of vata, because vata is known to be energetic, flexible, moving, agile. So when you get up at the time of vata, your energy is fantastic. But when you get up at the time of kapha, your ability to stay awake, you need to have more energy to be put on to uh, go through that. It is You have a feeling like we are fighting gravity. The same way, you try to go to sleep at vata time, it will be difficult for you to fall asleep. And you try to sleep during kapha time, your sleep will be much more proficient. So what is the kapha time during the evening between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m.? So it's not that you have to go to sleep at 6 o'clock in the evening. If you can find a way to fall asleep by 10 p.m., which is the kapha time, your ability to have a deep, refreshed sleep is fantastic. Usually when I tell this to some patients who say that, you know, the time that I, I do get eight hours of sleep, but I go to sleep at one o'clock in the morning or maybe sometimes 12.30 a.m. And I don't think it is ever possible for me to go to sleep by 10 uh, p.m. That is like literally difficult for me. Now, some patients say this. Now, the reason why they say it is difficult for them is they just don't know what it means to go to sleep before 10. They just have trained themselves to go to sleep. And our hormonal release has a lot to do with how we train ourselves. Many people, they train themselves to stay awake at night. And usually what happens when they stay past 10 o'clock, according to endocrinology, there is a hormone that helps us to sleep, which is called as melatonin. And uh, according to them, some of the sleep scientists, what they claim is melatonin release happens in a healthy human between 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. And that is like, a, it's not like a switch on and switch off. Sleep is not like a switch on and switch off. It is like a, one of the best analogies we can give for how is the sleep working is like a steam engine. You know, you have to prepare yourself and train yourself to sleep. And it is not like, okay, now I go to sleep. I just press a button and I turn off just like how you turn off a iPad or a computer or a tab. You have to train your body to induce sleep and then you fall asleep. 
but when a person is constantly awake at night and that becomes a standard pattern for him and he gets used to that pattern of staying late at night so when a person is staying late at night on one hand the melatonin release is suppressed and on the other hand adrenaline or cortisol release also happens because as a uh, human being which you know our uh, body and brain which was designed uh, 100000 or 200000 years ago at that time we used to stay awake late at night only if we are expecting a kind of threat or if you belong to the category where you have to protect your tribe which means you are constantly alert we don't know which animal is going to come or a neighboring community is coming to take you as a slave to them and such times you know there is a constant cortisol release because we have to be on an alert and that same intelligence we are carrying today so every time we stay awake even though today we might stay awake because of uh, entertainment or watching some uh, educational things even though it is something entertaining and nothing to do with uh, any kind of emergency but still we tend to release lot of stress hormones and the more stress hormones we release it's going to be difficult for us to get into deep sleep we are delaying and also the melatonin release is also stopped so that is why the statement a healthy person wakes up fresh in the morning and goes to sleep tired at night and when people say i am energetic at night and i find it difficult to wake up energetic in the morning that means there hormonal imbalance and the hormone is released at the wrong time just by switching this sequence many of the metabolic disorders a person is suffering from can be reversed to a great extent and be and also managed to a great extent now let us uh, let me just explain some of the studies that i uh, you know i was going through some of the research done on sleep so there was a study done in university of chicago and what they did was i mean right now this study has so much of relevance today and they were trying to do a study before somebody took a flu shot or something like a vaccine so what they did they got a group and they cut the group into half the first group they got their flu shot after getting a proper night's rest and sleep and they uh, the next day morning they got the flu shot the second group they were deprived of their sleep maybe they got less than 5 hours of sleep i mean sleep deprived means less than 5 hours of sleep and then the next day morning they got their flu shot and afterwards both the groups were exposed to the flu flu uh, germ and what they found out the group that was sleep deprived were 30% higher at risk of having the contamination of the flu they were showing symptoms of the real flu in spite of getting the flu shot so what it means is having a good night sleep is improving your immunity beyond our thought i mean not many people are uh, explaining this and that is why in ayurveda it keeps saying nidra is the foundation of longevity and vitality and also nidra is the most powerful antidote for a overstimulated vata or overstimulated nervous system and this is just about immunity and there is also another study on college students what they did they asked a group of college students that have a good sleep and next day morning they wanted to they have they were supposed to come for a uh, experiment and that experiment is they had to dip their feet on ice cold water they put a lot of ice and water and it was like super chilly and they had to dip their feet and they recorded the time to how long were they able to dip the feet in a ice chilly cold water next morning they did not allow them to sleep long 
I mean, they were sleep deprived and they'd ask them to repeat the same thing. They were asked to dip their feet under ice cold water. And what they found out, the same time, I mean, the time that they took on the first day and the time they took on the second day had a significant difference, which means when they were sleep deprived, the time shortened by half, which means their pain tolerance level also reduced. Even a little bit of trigger, their pain was more. They felt the pain was much more. That's why sometimes people say, my pain threshold is not much. So having a good sleep, it actually enhances your ability to handle pain. Doesn't mean that you're handling something that which is not good. But what happens is when you're sleep deprived, your ability to handle pain is also compromised. And there are other studies about when, when a person is sleep deprived for a week, you know, his blood reports will be similar to a pre-diabetic person. And some results, uh, some uh, studies show that a person who has gone without sleep for 24 hours is equivalent to a person who is drunk. I mean, his cognitive ability is as equivalent to a drunk person, which means their ability to focus, their ability to do the deep work is highly reduced. So these are some of the research, the modern, uh, you know, the research scientists are able to come up with and fantastic. So because when we read about this, we realize how important it is to go to sleep. And that is also why in Ayurveda at that time when they wrote that, I mean, uh, centuries ago when they wrote that late night being awake is the cause of arthritis, gout, uh, autoimmune disorders. And now we are able to understand because that leads to a lot of immunity problems that leads to metabolic disorders. And not only that, people who are staying late at night, when the stress hormones are released, they are not able to control their cravings. They tend to crave unhealthy food, unhealthy stuff. They, the cravings for sugar also can go high. So that is why sleep is one of the most underrated immunity boosters. And sleep is one of the be, uh, most underrated anti-aging therapy. And sleep is a phenomenal healer. And that is why we have to understand why sleep is mentioned so importantly in uh, books like Charaka Samhita and in uh, Ashtanga Hridayam. And, and today you see a lot of biohackers uh, talking about the power of sleep, how important is sleep. And there is even a fantastic book which I recommend called Why We Sleep. I recommend all of you to read that. It talks about so many researches, uh, how sleep deprivation can lead to so many uh, metabolic disorders, high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, dementia, loss of memory. And it's like mind blowing. And we rarely understand. We always told that, you know, going to sleep is something which a lazy person has to do. Or sometimes going to sleep is something for, a, uh, you know, you need it for a beauty sleep kind of a thing. Sleep is not just for beauty. It's something much more than that. it is something that is going to calm and rejuvenate your soul also. You can also look at it as a spiritual activity. Now, uh, let us take some aspects of, we spoke about the three time zones. Like in the morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. is the time of Kafakala. If we can get up before that, which is the just before 6 a.m. is the time of Vata, which is the energy of movement, flexibility, power, all of that. So if you're able to get up before that, your ability to stay awake and alert throughout the day is much higher, provided you also go to sleep on time. And then if you can go to sleep between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m., not that you have to sleep immediately after 6 p.m., uh, the sooner you get up, I mean, sooner you go to sleep after the sunset, now, when I say sunset, it is not a good reference point, especially if you come from North Pole or 
areas were you know now that the summer is about to start uh, especially i was reading while trying to travel to scandinavia one of the hand uh, one of the things that should be there in your handbags is a sunshade because you could have the sunlight throughout the night so let us just understand the time of the uh, how the cortisol not the cortisol the melatonin is released between 6 pm and 10 pm is the time when the melatonin is released and if you are able to catch that wave and go to sleep nothing like that now a good deep sleep some research scientists when it comes to sleep what they say is we need about five rounds of deep sleep cycles now some people call it rem sleep rem sleep now in order to reach that one cycle finish that cycle it takes about 90 minutes and it takes about 10 to 20 minutes to get into that state and you have to repeat five times so it technically comes to like between 6 and 9 hours some people are happy with 9 hours some some people need 9 hours some people are fine with just 6 and a half hours so if we have to reverse it now let us say that 6 uh, 6 o'clock is the time when the kafa kala is starting so something before that let's say 5:45 or 5:30 or even 5 a.m. there is even a book called the 5 a.m. club which talks about how powerful getting up early in the morning is going to do now some of the stoic philosophers uh, what they attribute is waking up early is one of the best things you can do to release your creative energies because that is a time of vata and vata is the energy that is uh, you know dependent on creativity and if you reverse engineer this time from 5 o'clock if you can go to sleep by 9 and 10 pm that is one of the best things now the question happens how do i go to sleep by 10 o'clock i find it so difficult go to going to sleep and what you're saying i would rather change the doctor instead of changing my sleep time and this is something that we usually face and many of their problems if it is a metabolic disorder we have to start with sleep as the foundation and like we said in the th- three foundations nidra which is the sleep ahara which is the nutrition and the ability to consume the nutrients and brahmacharya the word brahmacharya has many multifaceted meanings versatile meanings but it actually means that having a passion in your life having something where you are indulging in something very creative that makes you keep alive all these three things when when these three things form together that is when your life is fantastic now in this aspect of going to sleep by 10 o'clock now some people say maybe 11 o'clock is also fine there are people who go to sleep at 11 o'clock it is not that kafa kala is finishing at 10 then you cannot do that some people go to 11 o'clock and they are able to get up by 5 o'clock that's also possible now how do i let's say that your sleeping time is 12 o'clock or 1 a.m how do i reverse it now one technique that we tell is try to move your time zone two and a half hours ahead like for example in india right now it is like 3 o'clock in singapore or hong kong or indonesia it is like 3 2 and a half hours ahead so if i put myself in a 2 and a half hours ahead so 12 o'clock becomes my 10:30 or much earlier than that i can plan it so that is one technique you know you can you tricking yourself so somewhere we are fixated that i can go to sleep only by 12 but if you change the time zone we are just tricking ourselves it's like the pavlovian dog theory like the pavlovian dog theory is so much applicable today when it comes to hormones and all the hormone release has a lot to do with how we are associating and giving meaning to certain things like the story of the pavlovian dog is there was a bell that rang and the food was given and the dog started associating the bell and the food and it started salivating 
So every time it saw it saw that the food was available when the bell was ringing, it started associating the ringing of the bell to be something that is going to release the saliva. That means that it it wants to it started increasing the appetite. So when even the food was not there but the bell was rung, the dog started feeling its appetite is getting better. The same manner, what is happening is we just trained ourselves to staying late at night. So we have to reset this time. Now, some people say, "What about night owls?" There are so many debates going whether night owl is a possibility or it's just a trained behavior. But let us just give it a try. If they try it for like going to sleep early for thirty days, just try it for three to four weeks, and until you experiment this. it's difficult to say that you are a night owl and once you experiment this and you follow that pattern and see how your energy is different how your cravings go down and your ability to respond to certain things that are triggering you changes and your overall ability also to lose excess weight and it's also mentioned people who have fantastic sleep are able to lose weight much quicker than people who say that i find it so difficult to lose weight because when you sleep late at night your body feels there is some threat and so i need to hold on to as much fat as possible so your body's tendency to convert food into fat goes up so that is why correcting on your sleep is one of the best ways also to help you to lose weight if you are finding it difficult to fall asleep so the first thing is about try to think that you are living in a different time zone that is one technique another thing one of the greatest enemies of good sleep is light every time we get exposed to light that is why in vedas we have a shloka called tamasoma jyotirgamaya like lead me from darkness to light and tamas is the energy that is responsible for sleep tamas is the energy that we need when we have to shut down when we have to relax people say tamasic is not good but we need tamas in order to recover rejuvenate it is the tamas that is helping us to calm down our overstimulated nervous system there is sattva rajas and tamas and we need sattva when it comes to our intelligence how to stay neutral how to respond in the right manner and we need rajas to move to be active to initiate to make sure that we are able to do the right things and we need tamas to wind down when we need to know that we have to be detached to calm down to be passive so like it says the antidote for tamas is light same way one of the en- any antidote for good sleep is too much of light now there are uh, theories which says that something called as blue light concept of blue light when uh, you get exposed to blue light or when you get exposed to a lot of light what happens is you send a signal to the brain that it is still daylight so you have to stay awake because we are used to after the sun sets we go to sleep that is how our ancestors used to have so if you have and one of the blue lights that we get exposed to a lot is through our screen through our ipad smartphone uh, your laptops and televisions the more you get exposed to these lights maybe some sometimes people say i love to go to sleep when the television is on because just like the pavlovian dog theory they got exposed to they got connected when the some news is going on in the background they are able to fall asleep but do remember if the news is showing something that which is fear mongering it is not advisable but if you have a habit putting on the news and you put the television on a sleep mode then you are able to go to sleep if that is helping you fine you have to do that but in general exposure to sunlight or no exposure to light bright light is reminding our body that we are in the daytime and that is limiting our ability to go to sleep so that is one and another thing is 
along with the exposure to light mental engagement is also a big enemy to go to sleep so if you sometimes what people say i am not able to fall asleep and then i get exposed to some mental activity they keep watching social media or television or even if they read some uh, uh, books that are uh, thrillers you know they say that i am not able to sleep after that that can also create a lot of issues so that is why in today's smartphone some uh, apps are there after 8:30 they have a, a reminder it's time to warm down so if you have that please try to use that so staying late at night has a lot to do with being mentally active at night if you can bring down the mental engagement at night and boring is one of the fastest way to fall asleep that is why sometimes you say when i'm sitting in this uh, person's lecture i hope it is not now but sometimes when i'm sitting in this boring person's lecture i fall asleep i am not able to stay awake because there is no mental engagement and that is why some people say that if you are finding it difficult to fall asleep in your bed what is the association you are having with your bed do you stay awake and on the bed and watch the mobile phone stop that instead what you do move out of your bed sit on a chair and do not engage in anything that will activate your excitement instead do something that is just very boring or just stare at the wall or practice slow breathing or read something that which is very boring and now this is one technique that i use when i travel and when i am jet lagged and when i am having difficulty falling asleep i read something which is extremely boring that you find no other way but you have to fall asleep because this will start making you yawn and sometimes uh, chanting some mantras that also initiates people to calm down and fall asleep anything that will help you calm down stop your i mean stop your mental chatter and reduce your overstimulated nervous system try to you know involve in those activities so slowly you are able to fall asleep remember sleeping is not like a switch on and switch off it is like a engine where we put the coal and slowly we prepare and we have to prepare mentally that i have to fall asleep by 10 not later than 11 10:30 11 not later than that for the beginners and then try to shift your time by then that will be one of the best gifts you can do so and if you have a habit of uh, using your mobile phone or smartphone on the bed try to get rid of that and try to keep the mobile phone somewhere far away that so that you don't look at it immediately even after you get up now this has been one of the greatest uh, methods that i preach for improving your productivity per day also so this is one technique that can be followed if you are finding it difficult to fall asleep especially if you are mentally active at night try to change that in an ayurveda one of the techniques that is mentioned like apart from training yourself to go to sleep by the kapha time is our palms our brahma which is like the crown chakra and the feet of a uh, feet you know the feet the palms and the crown chakra these all are marma points marma points means these are energetic points when they are cool or when they feel safe or when they are not extremely cold now instead of sorry it's not cool when they are feeling warm especially the feet the palms and the brahma the crown chakra part when these three centers are warm your tendency to fall asleep is much faster please don't misunderstand that the room should be hot sometimes as per uh, some scientists people sleep better in a cool room than in a hot room but if your feet is cold if your hands are cold you don't fall asleep faster you have a tendency of 
anxiety also could show up and your ability to fall asleep is also hampered if your feet and hands are not uh, warm enough so one uh, therapy that we do when people come to sitaram and when they say that they are finding it difficult to fall asleep of course we do have some ayurvedic supplements which i will be talking later one thing is using coconut oil in ayurveda we have an oil called as sheerabala bala is a, one of the most powerful antidote for high vata and that is blended with sesame oil and what we do is we use that oil and rub it on our palms if sheerabala is not available in whichever part of the world you are from look for just coconut oil and what you do is with that coconut oil you rub your palms and warm it up and same way you rub on your feet the sole of the feet and rub it in such a way that you can feel you can heat up that feet and a little bit of that oil on your crown chakra region and once you do that and then when you fall asleep and then when you try to go to sleep your ability to go to deep sleep is much higher now if you have a problem of cold feet because when the feet is cold your nervous system is is going to find it difficult to fall asleep and that is why according to ayurveda these three marma points when we are able to bring in some warmth your ability to calm down your vata is very good so one best sleep uh, supporter is the hot water bag so if you can get a hot water bag keep it underneath your feet and then this is one of the best investments you can do especially if you are having difficulty with cold feet so if you keep this hot water bag right underneath your feet and then if the room is cool enough your ability to go to sleep is much higher so these are some uh, hacks or techniques that will help to calm down or warm down your overstimulated nervous system thereby your sleep is better now uh, when it comes to why sometimes if you are uh, in a warm room or the room is not so cold enough i mean we ourselves by our own intelligence not that we read somewhere what we do is we keep the we stick the feet outside our quilt or the thing that is covering us because when we put our feet outside and when it is warm what happens is our body temperature cools down so that is why if you are finding it too hot just by sticking your feet outside you are able to sleep well because that is sending uh, regulating the body temperature and temperature and darkness of the room plays a very important role in improving your tamas calming down your vata and helping you go to deep sleep so these are certain things now sometimes people tell me i read that coffee is not good at night sometimes i take coffee but even then i go to sleep now what they are saying is they are so sleep deprived they go to sleep in spite of taking caffeine in fact what caffeine does is it makes your body forget about what is sleep i mean what is tiredness so when you forget what is tired you tend to stay awake but some people in spite of taking if they say that i can still go to sleep after a coffee what they're saying is they are sleep deprived so in spite of the coffee they can go to sleep but they are not going through the quality of the sleep is not good enough so that is why coffee try to limit it in the morning time and post the the shelf the half life of coffee is about 7 to 10 hours so the last coffee you can have is not later than 2 pm or by 12 pm so after that try to uh, not to take any coffee and let your natural sleep pressure build up and so you can go to sleep so it is best to have coffee in the morning and sometimes people say i have coffee this as soon as i get up in the morning now when you get up as soon as in the morning what happens is if you are taking coffee this is actually not helping but unless you wake up in kafa kala time which is like after 6 6 am 
if you get up there is a tendency of drowsiness and then you need more stimulants to stay awake but even then if you get up before 6 o'clock when we get up in the morning lot of cortisol and adrenaline is released to wake us up now these two hormones are such a powerful hormone and when these two hormones are released when you take coffee it is like you know uh, putting a torchlight over the sunlight because sunlight is so powerful torchlight has a very negligible or marginal difference to that it is that is what a coffee does when our body is naturally releasing cortisol and adrenaline rather you know after you get up you give about 1 to 1 and 1/2 hours and then when you try to have the coffee it will help you to some extent see it's always better to have the natural energy but some people say i love coffee i would rather change the doctor but not the coffee if that is the case take coffee not soon after you get up give yourself at least 1 and 1/2 hours and then you can take coffee and that should help you to some extent and also see coffee is drying it is hot and it is stimulating your vata so you don't do it immediately after you get up let your body naturally work some people say they take coffee as a laxative only after taking coffee i'm able to go to uh, toilet rather if that is the case you can try something with a warm water and salt and you know doing a brisk walk is a fantastic laxative that is another thing that you can try and constipation is a thing you know that we will address it in the coming uh, ayurvedic healing and beyond webinars on the upcoming sundays but if uh, if you're taking coffee for laxation purpose it is high time you consult an ayurvedic doctor and try to change that change the diet take high fiber rich food hydrate yourself well some of the fruits like papaya will help to improve your bowel movements improve the peristaltic movement try to come out of coffee for laxative purpose you can have it after one and a half hours that will help but sometimes people say i need four to five cups of a coffee that is a ticking time bomb that means you are just pressing the snooze button by the way snooze button is another thing that will come back to you are just pressing the snooze button for some inherent fatigue that your body is dealing with maybe you are sleep deprived that is creating lot of uh, low energy in the body so and another thing snooze button if you are pressing snooze button a lot of times like we said you know a deep good deep sleep cycle is last for about 90 minutes the snooze button lasts for about 10 to 20 minutes so every time you get up you press the snooze button you are not able to repeat that cycle and you get up half that you get up like you are uh, having a jet lag kind of a feeling you are half of sleep half awake so it is always better when you get up on your own or before that time it is always better to get up instead of pressing the snooze button because snooze button it is not allowing you to go through the cycle of sleep but in case if you are f- planning to fall asleep get that snooze button out go through that sleep and wake up but in case if you say no i only have 10 more minutes to wake up it is better not to go through that sleep in fact those 10 minutes are only going to make you feel more sleepy lethargic and tired for the rest of the day so snooze button is not a real friend of good energy for the day maybe it gives you a uh placebo satisfaction that i get to i get 10 more minutes but it is better not to use that and another thing if sleep has to become a part of a very good uh, very good part of your life then one thing has to become very important that is a proper routine now our hormones when we train our body to release hormone at a period of time and the body loves punctuality so when our when we say that our body loves punctuality if you try to go to sleep on the same time and get up on the same time 
that is one of the best things you can do in the long run to improve your vitality your immunity anti aging and also to reverse many metabolic problems because when you and also when you ask people who are having some metabolic disorders or diabetes when you ask them when you look back in your life when was the time you felt your energy was good you were very creative and many would say that when i when i used to have a fantastic sleep routine when i used to get up early in the morning whenever i look back i was doing at my energy levels best i used to wake up early in the morning and i used to wake up on time and i used to go to sleep on time so try to bring routine going to sleep on time and also waking up on time this is one of the best things that can that you can do to yourself and sometimes let's say you had to delay your sleep try not to make a, a delay more than 30 minutes but sometimes it can go up to 1 hour and try to come back to that normal routine the next day onwards and that will also help you so going to sleep on time waking up on time trying to fix that schedule is one of the best therapies you can do to improve your creativity and also your productivity levels now these are some of the techniques and sometimes people ask me what are the ayurvedic medications or supplements that i can take to enhance sleep uh, first thing i have to tell the purpose of taking medicine is to stop taking medicine never depend when it comes to sleep when it comes to going to toilet when it comes to certain aspects don't think i have to live with this for the rest of the life in fact when people take strong sleeping pills the moment they come out of it their insomnia just goes over the roof it's called as the sleeping pill rebound insomnia because they are not able they forgot what it means to have that natural urge of sleep and going to sleep so they change that and another aspect that is disturbing the quality of sleep is anxiety in fact the next uh, webinar next sunday we are going to talk about stress anxiety and depression and the ayurvedic approach towards that so if you're interested please do sign up for that you can find the a registration link in my instagram link tree bio so you can look into that so uh, finding a way to get rid of stress and anxiety is another way that can help you to fall asleep but if you are using sleeping pills talk to your psychiatrist who's prescribing and find how you can come out of it sooner because the longer that you use it you're just getting a feeling that i'm going to sleep but your quality of sleep is not natural this can have a further rebound effect but you know sometimes when it is so difficult yes you might need some chemical intervention but remember sleep is a natural urge of our body we all as long as you are alive you do have the choice to come back and bring about that natural urge back and that takes time that takes right guidance and that also takes right amount of patience and also the some of the questions you need to ask is what are the habits that are stopping me from having good sleep am i willing to give it up that is also some of the questions you need to ask yourself so some of the herbs that we recommend when it comes to sleep okay some people ask me about alcohol like when people come to sitaram we do have some medicines which have a little bit amount of alcohol like ashwagandha ishtam saraswati ishtam we do mix it with a herbal pill called as it's a herbal mineral pill called as manasamitram gulika we mix with it and give it to people especially soon after a long jet lag flight when we give it people say that they are able to sleep well usually alcohol today is considered as a one of the top sedatives that are available in the market but if you are depending on alcohol to fall asleep there is a difference between passing out and going to natural sleep and sometimes taking one glass of wine or even up to two glasses of wine that can help you to go to sleep 
but the more the alcohol enters your system you are actually not going to deep sleep you are just passing out and you get up at night and you feel dehydrated and because of lack of uh, water more dehydration and your sleep is being disturbed your hangover level goes up very high so that is why some people say you know there was a joke according to how long it takes for the body to eliminate alcohol it is best to start during the daytime so that by the time it becomes night your your body is out of it but it is not something that i advocate in a big way but try to limit 3 hours between your food and beverages especially if it has alcohol before you go to sleep but today you know sometimes late night dining networking if that is something see if you can come back to your routine the next day onwards but if that is your everyday routine then you have a serious problem that will later lead to a lot of health problems so try to limit 3 hours before not more than 2 glasses of wine and if you have a habit of passing out it's high time you come out of that pattern talk to some uh, guidance how you can come out of this because this is a long term killer sooner you come out of it better your energy your vitality and your self confidence will come back so some of the herbs that i recommend i'll just show you so this is a combination called as prana which we give in sitaram it has three ingredients the three ingredients are ashwagandha amla which is one of the most richest vitamin c available from nature and yashtimadhu yashtimadhu is also a name for licorice so a combination of these three when people take it in the evening that helps to calm them down and also it's excellent for to some people with high blood pressure it can help to manage them to some extent and another one ashwagandha which is one of the most widely used uh, you know herbal supplement even many people who are fitness enthusiasts they also take it ashwagandha is a fantastic herb that will help to calm down high vata and if you do a lot of physical activity exercise this also help to improve the muscle recovery and also it's a good adaptogen increase antioxidant and also improves your immunity another strong one to improve your sleep is tagara now tagara to some people it can be too strong so do make sure that you consult an ayurvedic physician before taking that and this is also a fantastic supplement that i prescribe when people are finding it difficult to calm down relax and fall asleep now these are the three supplements that i recommend and apart from that therapies like shirodara is fantastic therapies like nabhivasti in fact when people come and say they are finding it difficult to fall asleep at night in some people immediately we don't start with shirodara because shirodara from the first day it is not indicated especially if they have inflammatory problems in their neck and upper part of the body so we wait till few days till the inflammation and the stiffness in the body goes down and during the evening time when we do the shirodara their ability to fall asleep goes high and of course listening to calm music this will also help you to calm down and make the bed like a place where you associate with deep sleep make that bed something associated with calmness deep sleep not a place where you scroll down on social media or you're active or mentally engaged with something another thing is we do a treatment called as nabhivasti nabhivasti is where we pour a pool of oil on the umbilical cord region which is the navel that also helps people to fall asleep but it is not done during the night it is done during the daytime so they are able to sleep well now when people say i am um, what about day napping as long as your day nap is not making trouble for you to sleep at night this is fine but if you go to sleep a lot during the day time and then if that is going to affect your night then it is creating a problem in ayurveda it is mentioned during the summer time nap is fantastic 
But if you do a lot of work, taking a short nap during the daytime is one of the best things you can do. It also uh, helps to improve your productivity. It also helps you to improve your uh, staying focused. So all of these aspects are linked with short day napping. In fact, some Mediterranean cultures, they have this concept of siesta, taking a short nap after the lunchtime. Or some people also have this condition called as postprandial dip. Soon after lunch, they feel low. Uh, not low like they want to take a uh, nap. And also the sci science has proved that some people, even if they didn't have lunch, even while they were fasting, they do have this need to take a nap in the afternoon. So if you have that need, Taking a nap is like for half an hour or 20 minutes. Some people call it power nap. It's a fantastic thing that will help you to rejuvenate. So I hope this, uh, all these informations were helpful. And uh, this is a clinic that I run called Sitaram Beach Retreat. It's an NABH accredited Ayurvedic hospital. The purpose of this place is to train people what it means to live in harmony with nature, to have routine to have healthy food, a food that will make you feel energetic after the food, not tired and bloated. And along with this, when you do treatments like Panchakarma, Ayurvedic Shamana therapies, where it is relaxing you, all of this put together, that is when a holistic healing is happening. So we have about 27 rooms that are well connected with nature and with good facilities that will help you feel relaxed. So thank you. I'm, and I'm open to take questions. So uh, there was this question, uh, is power nap in during the day? Okay, yes, exactly. Power nap is fantastic. Sometimes uh, what they say is, if you do a power nap between 12 and 3 p.m., that is one of the best times. Don't make it later than 3 p.m. because if you go to do, uh, deep sleep later, your sleep pressure and need to sleep at night will also come down. So try to sleep, uh, take that nap before 3 p.m. The next question, how to manage sleep and job demands to work late nights, like until 3 a.m.? Okay, that depends on your priority. If you are going through some metabolic disorders, then this is something that slowly you have to shift or talk to your uh, company or if you're self-employed, see how you can change that. It all depends on your priority. If your priority is work, then we will keep our health aside and focus on your work. But if health is your priority, then we will see that I want to do work that will help me uh, you know, give whatever financial security I need, but not at the cost of my health. See, anything that is making money for you at the cost of your health is a very expensive thing. So always remember this. Which herb is better for insomnia, Brahmi or Ashwagandha? See, it all depends on the person. For some people, Brahmi also helps to calm down. Ashwagandha also helps. But when it comes to sleep, Calming down the nervous system, ashwagandha has an upper hand compared to brahmi because brahmi has a lot also to do with our ability of improved memory and focus. And also brahmi also helps to calm down. But when it comes to calming down, ashwagandha has an upper hand. I generally sleep less, that is five hours at one go. Should I worry or it's okay? Now the question you need to ask is, are you waking up energetic? If you are waking up energetic, then uh, you are fine. But if you wake up tired, if you feel that uh, I need more coffee or you're tired of being tired, then uh, that five hours need not be enough. There are some yogis who sleep only three to four hours and they feel super energetic. So uh, we are not talking about yogis. We are talking about common people like you and me. So definitely at least try to get six and a half hours to seven hours basic and then see how that feels. 
I generally sleep less. That is five hours at one. Yes, that question is answered. Okay, the question: Which criteria do I have to apply when I purchase Ayurvedic medicine over the internet? Example: Ashwagandha. How much Ashwagandha should be in one pill? Where best to purchase? See, especially if you are from abroad, you know, uh, internet is flooded with so much of products. See, we also produce Ashwagandha. We also source Ashwagandha. The best form is always the powder form. the second best is always the capsule or the pill always prefer the powder form to be the best you can take like 500 mg this is a fantastic dosage to start with and then continue that and slowly give it up don't think that you have to take ashwagandha for the rest of your life that is not healthy and sometimes if you have a weak digestion ashwagandha is still not so healthy so you can look at the reviews you can look from where the source is coming from and you can also see are they sourced in a responsible manner these are certain things and uh, we at sitaramayurveda.com you'll also find the uh, ashwagandha which is quality sourced where we are uh, collecting it from some of the best farmers who have a good way of sourcing it what are your thoughts on sleep monitors i mean the best sleep monitor is how good you feel when you wake up in the morning of course there are many sleep monitors like fitbits and some aura rings that people wear to monitor it that is good if you are obsessed with uh, numbers and uh, some people get so high when they see the numbers that they manage to get this much amount of sleep then it works for you but in the end it's all about how good you get up how how good you feel when you get up in the morning what about dreams let's say i have quite enough sleep but the dreams are making me tired because i am dreaming all the time now in such situations um, i would say get a consultation and see if there are certain things you know in in sitaram and people undergo their panchakarma sometimes when they do a deep cleansing they do say that i'm having some dreams uh, that sometimes i'm not comfortable with so if uh, it also could mean that when your body can detox when you clean yourself this tendency of if the dreams are not keeping you well that can also reverse so see if you can cleanse yourself when you say getting up before 6 am do you mean solar time in europe we are currently 2 uh, hours ahead of solar time now when i say 6 am irrespective of which part of the world you are if you are able to get up before 6 am the possibility of i mean vata kala is like the time of vata is before 6 am which is between 2 am and 6 am so if you are able to get up before that that will be fantastic is waking up multiple times during the night but falling asleep again normal now uh, sometimes if people drink a lot of water or beverages at night and if you have a tendency going to fall as i mean going to the toilet that can also create this problem and another thing if you have sleep apnea or blocked nose then doing therapies like panchakarma or nasyam or eliminating heavy junk food or food that creates a lot of mucus eliminating these things will help you uh, to uh, get out of those tendencies do exercise i mean does exercise help improve sleep definitely people who exercise can tend to have good sleep but don't do it very close to the sleep try to keep at least 3 hours prior to sleep so that you are because when you exercise you tend to release lot of hormones that will keep you awake so uh, being tired and falling asleep are two different things so if the exercise is keeping you awake and if that exercise you are doing it closer to sleep then it will not help you sleep so best is try to do it in the day time or at least 3 to 4 hours prior to sleep time 
your brand is available on amazon yes it is available in amazon and you can also look into sitaram uh, ayurveda.com what time is best time to consume chavan prash now this is a question uh, it's a generalized question some people take it at night some people take it in the morning and uh, some people say taking chanaprash along with milk is good i don't recommend it taking along with milk uh, because uh, milk is something that which is too hard to digest especially if you have digestive problems it's best to take it alone so you can take it in the evening you can also take it in the morning what about brain fog uh, the next webinar is about stress and uh, anxiety and to some extent we will also discuss about brain fog is there any age group criteria to allow people to have ashwagandha see um, definitely i would say if you are having uh, quite conditions that you want to know the best is consult with an ayurvedic doctor that will help you to understand what is the dosage of ashwagandha you can take now you see that ashwagandha is told like a supplement that anyone and everyone can take i have seen some people when they take ashwagandha their blood pressure drops especially if you have low blood pressure and if you have weak gut Uh, then it can also create problems some people have bloating if they take ashwagandha so there are some criterias where they cannot take it but in general um, we cannot generalize for this age criteria ashwagandha is good so it's i would rec- recommend you take a consultation to uh, that way better you will understand what is the best dosage that you can use so thank you all i hope it was interesting and uh, please do follow in sitaram beach retreat in instagram and Vignesh Devraj, the Instagram handle, and you will see the link for the next webinar coming. And also the podcast, Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond, it's available in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And see you all. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond. If you loved and enjoyed this podcast, please do subscribe, share, and review us. This helps to spread our mission of guiding humanity to becoming their healthiest self. and also giving the right resources for holistic healing if you wish to know more about my work please do visit www.vigneshdevraj.com and if you are interested in doing an ayurveda treatment or authentic panchakarma therapy please log on to www.sitaramretreat.com